0: Hey, it's Roy Richardson, your friend of neighbor, Tech Trailmaker. And of course, I've got the volume two lab. Luckily, I got a bottom button for that. And we're going to talk about the art of interviewing people. So whether you have a podcast, whether you go YouTube live, whether you do recordings, if you interview people, this is an opportunity to really beef up your skills. And we're going to talk about some tips. And who better to have on here to do that than Doc Rock? How you doing yo sir? what
1: is happening what is happening here let me stop this up real quick <laughs> i had you accidentally pinging in the other ear because i was busy
0: sending out a tweet
1: <laughs> i was sitting out that tweet I <laughs> get me all right yeah so <laughs> what's happening yeah what's happening? Oh, this oh, is
0: cool. yeah i doc i have uh followed you for a long time and then of course with you being the the ecamm community manager uh ecamm i i'm an og on ecam. i bought it back when it was a standalone product because i used ecamm call recorder and then they emailed me one day say hey would you like to be able to go live on facebook now well i don't know that i need to do that but yeah i'll buy this product and so you know (laughs) i bought it it was like a good price at the time but just is continuing to get better but this is not an ecamm episode this is about live about interviewing people so um and i know that you you know you're interviewing folks all the time definitely for your podcast and with katie and everything that you do so yeah i'd we did not coordinate. I wore my flow shirt. You know, it, it, we did not coordinate. So that's it's just that just <laughs> happened. So there you go. There's um, an accident. accident. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go ahead and we're going to do some sharing because sharing means caring. And I want to, uh, I want to talk about some tips about interviewing. And then, uh, of course, I'm going to hit Doc up with some questions because, you know, we, that's how we do stuff here. So hang on. It's uh, I love when the computer goes insane right when you get ready to go live. Hey, let's do something here. All right, let's do this. Yeah, here we go. All right, here we go. All right. Um. So, here's some tips for ways to really do your best on interviews. First of all, research your topic, research your guest. So I mean, definitely. So you know, before I got that going on the show, I said, hey, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do some research and and, and just find out. So. Like for example, Doc, um, did you ever publish that book? No, I have not. I know you did Namo uh, Namo a few years ago, and I know you were working on a book. So then the other thing is, how I'm guilty that how many domains have you had for different things, (laughs) blogs, and everything like that? I'm like, man,
1: oh (laughs) my goodness! I thought for a while that I was probably single handedly. Um what was the original domain not netscape before GoDaddy came in what was it Network Solutions guys? Network Solutions there yeah. you go I was key I felt I was keeping the lights on in the <laughs> office cuz I was buying domains like nobody's business it was crazy
0: Yeah I was just thinking like all the ones I've registered like it's a it's broken dreams and 404 screens so you know <laughs>
1: that's so good
0: that should be the name of the book no so
1: nano i got into nano rimo and strangely enough i got into it because i wanted to get better at writing i was writing at uh, Tuaw at the time the unofficial apple web blog and i ran across this guy named buster benson he made a site called 750 words and so that's when i started my journaling practice where you basically write 750 words a day uh, you know, they got morning pages. I hope all the writer people know these things. And so, in doing that, I started a blog called In My Skin A, which is about writing in your Moluschina. And right behind me, there, wrong shelf, right behind me, there, there is a stack of Moluschina right there. Inside this cabinet, there's a stack 5X that because I'd just been still doing it ever since until Rocket Book came along like two years ago.
0: Cool stuff. Yeah. Um, all right, prepare a list of questions. So this is like duh, but yeah, so you you definitely need to be prepared with questions ahead of time. This is definitely not something I mean, I, I am sure you are always prepared, but at the same time you have so many, you know, you have so much experience that you probably can go off the cuff, but definitely if that's not in your comfort level, you need to prep some questions ahead of time. Kinda do you have an advice on what people can do to kinda help in that process of creating questions?
1: I think the most important one, and this is going to sound so simple, but it's not as simple as you think you need to be genuinely curious. I mean, like it's really, really helpful when we did our mastering interview class, right? I sent you guys a clip of the guy, uh, Philip who was interviewing Bruce Lee, like way back in 1970. Mm Philip was like a five-year-old kid. He was really, wait, wait a minute. So you guys trained that long in order to be, a wow, I can, you know, I mean, the, the look on his face yeah. is almost better than the interview because you can tell he meant every single question from the bottom of his heart. The other thing I say, like, if you're coming in, I'm looking at, like, say, Steve Worthy, right? If I'm going to do an interview with Steve Worthy, I'm going to ask questions that i know my audience would ask steve if they had the chance to ask steve like why of all the cities in uh manchester to pick a team would you pick the wrong side why would you pick united why in the heck would you pick city that's really stupid so <laughs> so uh, my audience would want to know that so i'm going to ask steve a question like that
0: <laughs> yeah definitely definitely uh let's see um, next up start with easy and open-ended questions so i i've I watched interviews people are asking yes or no questions like what what are you thinking it's a yes or no question there's there's not gonna be follow-up there's not gonna be you know do, do you play chess yes i mean you know is there a follow-up question to go with that i mean what's you know what the heck's going on with that so i mean yes yeah i so i mean let me let me so if you're interviewing somebody and they are just dead just cold fish just don't have anything to say at all i mean what what's what's your approach to dealing with an interview guest like that they just don't have anything to say okay so i'm about i'm asking you questions and
1: you're on my second question where you gave me a dud answer (laughs) here's what i'm gonna do next i'm gonna listen i got a whole bunch more questions for you um but before we go down this list you know i was noticing that you have that Google thing on your wall behind you. Like, what's the story behind that? Like, how are you connected with Google? This is just, you know, please
0: explain. Yeah, so like for that, um, so that used, I came from a Google Mini appliance. Uh, I have, I have uh, so I haven't worked for Google, but I, in a lot of ways I might as well have because I, as I was mentioning the other night, I, I sold my digital, sold to Google 20 something years ago. And because of that, I've been in a lot of beta programs. I got the very... When when they shipped out the first 60,000 Chromebooks, I got one of the CR48s. I was in that group. And so I've been in a lot of beta test groups for... And focus groups. And I've just done a lot of stuff with Google over the years. they've sent me so many trinkets, so many Google Minis, you know, Google TVs. It's just stuff. They just send me free stuff. It'll just show up all of a sudden out of the blue. I'm like, so, yeah, I'm... So obviously... I've done a good job. Now, granted, after I went all iPhone on them, uh, they've they've slowed down on me. They don't send me as much, much cool stuff, but that's kind of where it is. And so, um, you know, working for an enterprise who needed a search appliance to go through documents and stuff. And so that's, that's where that came from. I just, when it died, that came with it. But you
1: see you see what I mean? Like when you ask someone to tell a story, it's really hard to give a, a no answer um, but the key element and I almost did it, which I get really mad with when, when people do this. I was in it. I almost asked you a second question and I almost led how I was expecting you to answer because I was positioning as if you were coming from being stale. So it's really hard to do, but try your best not to answer the question for the people when you ask them, right? Don't be like, yeah. Hey, uh, what kind of microphone is that back there? Stop. You know, what most people will say, What kind of microphone back there is that a Yeti? You know, like if you go to ask, Is that a Yeti? do that first, but don't say, What kind of microphone back there? and then say, Is that a Yeti? because you know right. what the answer is,
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, very true. Yes,
1: that's why. And that's people do it all the time. I watch people answer the guest questions for them, and I'm
0: like, Oh please no don't do that i was gonna say i put that back there to mess with steve worthy because me and him have have jokes about yetis but anyway no so (laughs) all right uh let's see next up be specific and detailed so just you know give give your questions a lot of detail so that they really know what what you're trying to get out of them you know and so definitely you know what's what's kind of your approach for composing questions doc? I mean, what's, you know, how do you really hit somebody with a detailed question and and, and really get them to, to give you good information back?
1: Again, part of that has to do with trying to dig deeper with them from a personality standpoint. So one of the ways, okay, Here's a prime example. This is going to make this so easy for everyone in here, because I'm pretty sure everyone in here has spent at least five minutes playing with chat GPT. If you ask chat GPT a really simple question, you're going to get a dumb answer. But if you give chat GPT some detail, when you ask the question, you're going to get phenomenal answers. And you're going to be like, I didn't even think that all the way through right so it is very much the same and i'll i'll pick on us this time for everybody in here that has a uh, person that lives on the other side of the house (laughs) when you go to ask her a question make sure you give her as much detail as possible otherwise you're gonna get an answer you didn't want and then that is that is the number one cause of trouble in matrimony is people aren't clear in their communication. So if you ask better questions, you can save the matrimonial discourse.
0: Yes. Sp- spouses are, it's all about the prompts. Yeah. It's, it's, like like
1: <laughs> it's exactly the same. <laughs> oh, okay. Do every dude in here. Now I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick on those dudes in here, but every dude in here will be like, Hey, what you want to eat? And then she said, <laughs> I don't know. And then you said, what do you mean you don't know? Let's pick some eight No, no, no. You pick whatever you want. I'll be cool with that. And you're like, all right, bet. Let's go to Pizza Hut. I don't want to eat that. <laughs> well, let's go to CPK. I don't want to eat that. Um, well, well, let's go to uh, Roy's Tacos. Nope. Don't want to eat that neither. Well, what do you want? I don't know. Whatever you want. Just go ahead and pick. Every dude in here been through that. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. now what I say <laughs> is, hey, listen, do you want to go get chili salad, CPK, Grab some fresh sushi or go to ramen. Take your pick. Easy. I yeah. gave options. She will select from that. Rarely, if ever. Now, we're talking a highly intelligent individual, master's degree, black belt in karate, one of the top realtors in the state. But you know what? If I give her five choices, she never adds a six. She picks from the five. That is called jujitsu, people. <laughs> Step up. <laughs>
0: All right, let's shout out some folks out here. There's Dagan in the house. How you doing tonight? James Hicks. Uh, Yeah, definitely a troublemaker there. But anyway, uh, (laughs) you you me and Oven right now. Dude, my
1: Oven is out of reach. My McCallum 12 (laughs) is right here,
0: though. Uh, Whit Prophet out there. How you doing tonight? Tina, how you doing out there? She's saying hi to us and Doc Rock and James. They can say hi to Tina uh steve worthy what's going on roy james 16 and wakanobi <laughs> do you give your question do you give your guests your questions beforehand so yes
1: no never that <laughs> never that i get irritated when they ask i uh, i just i just ignore them um yeah i'm not doing a rehearsal i'm doing an interview yeah. and and your stories, your connection to your guests, your guest connection to the audience, that level of intimacy, vulnerability, uh, character drive, happiness, sadness, the whole nine yards, all of that goes right out the window if everybody knows exactly what the questions and answers are. It just doesn't work. They sound really, I don't know how they, they sound weird, bro, they just, I can't even describe it. I can always tell when a person has been pre-given the questions.
0: Yeah, I mean, that takes some of the fun out of it for sure. So, uh, 10 saying hi to Steve. Let's see. 100 percent curiosity is the key to interviews. Absolutely, you've, you've got to stay curious. Uh, Doc saying hi to Steve, Sammy, superstar in the house. How you doing, man? It's the I like easy. <laughs> My wife says, Preach it. <laughs> hey, folks, <laughs> take your knees. Welcome. Hey, La, oh. how you doing tonight? I didn't mean to
1: get you in. I didn't want to get you in trouble, Roy. Donna, oh, yeah. don't don't look at my address in his address book. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no, no. She knows. We've we've talked about this. Like for example, I figured out what restaurant she didn't like. So when she didn't know what she wanted, I would say, you know, let's go to that restaurant. So and so that I knew she didn't like. No, I don't want to go there. Let's go here instead. So I learned that. But then she switched gears on me. She started liking that restaurant again. <laughs> And so I stopped offering that one. So, yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah. Once you, once you figure somebody out, you got them, you don't have them figured out. It's
1: it's, No, dude, we would never get it right. No matter what we do, we'll never get it right. My favorite thing is I could tell Carrie that Roy has a Google sign in his office and she did not believe me, but Steve could tell Carrie Roy has a Google, she's like, what really a Google sign? That's incredible. (laughs) Like, that one cracks me up, and I just learned to stop messing with that one. That one's never going away. <laughs> oh, okay. I bet you we do the same thing. We just don't notice it. Do. All right, I'm going to yeah. put money on it.
0: I, I do that to my wife because I, I said, I'm not from Missouri, but I might as well be from the Show Me State because she'll tell me something. But I'm a news junkie, and she'll tell me about something. I've got to go look it up and find out the 14 things about it that she didn't tell me. So, yeah, so, yeah you're spot on. <laughs> you're <still alive. laughs> Uh, let's see Dagan asks his As interviewee if you know your subject matter you shouldn't need the questions prior well that's true that's true so story. Ho- hopefully story. hopefully not bringing the plumber on to ask them questions about ballet dancing so you know hopefully you're bringing on the guest that matches the topic you're talking about so you know that's that's that kind of stuff so alright let's I'm gonna hit the boards again Whoops. let's try this one more time alright so next up use follow-up questions so you know as soon as somebody gives you an answer you know i try to hit them up immediately with a question about that same thing if it if it feels like it's going to move the conversation forward because my goal and doc i know you and i've talked about this the goal is provide information for our audience that's out there that's that is what we've got a guest on and we want to get you know fantastic information that's going to benefit our community um you know just yeah that's
1: you're driving stuff there yeah right You're, you're driving so if uh someone gives a good answer and you can just tell oftentimes right you can tell from the feedback from your audience oh this is going in a good direction so we can take it a little further or we can you know pull somebody up from the audience you know like you just did uh you know when you were talking to um the the beard wonder over here bbg grooming every interview right that's a good comment so we can play upon that and continue to move forward right so yeah i i really like to ask follow-up questions and i always get irritated when you watch an interview and they got you and you're on the hook and you're ready for the next one and then they switch the subject i'm like wait you (laughs) I was ready like i was expecting the next question but that's because they're like uh promoting a book or a movie mm-hmm. and they don't think they have enough time so they just change gears in the middle and i'm like don't do that i need more
0: yeah so uh, you, uh, you mentioned this earlier um we were talking so you no. Know, um by the way your your day one journal tutorial is still a good tutorial um how often do you write in your journal so you mentioned that you write in your journal daily. You know, it's funny when the app
1: came out, I got the app. What is that? 2011, 2012. That's probably one of my older videos on the channel. Um, and I love that app and I don't even use the journal prompts anymore, but I think two things that are super important about journaling one, it does help you stay curious because you start thinking about what to do next. Because you want to have something to put in your journal, right? So it makes it harder to have one of those days where you don't do anything because you don't have nothing to write about in your journal. You're letting your own self down. So one, starting it, it causes you to move more. You're more like shark swimmer. Number two, my favorite thing, and I've mentioned this to everyone that's in my class. It's fun to look back six months ago and be like, what the heck was I tripping about back then? Because... (laughs) It was so easy. I can't believe I thought that was going to be more difficult than it really was. Now, the next time you come up upon a a difficult situation, you understand your own capabilities better because you can look back and remind yourself how many times you've, you know, overcome that particular obstacle. So I crack up when I have certain friends that have the same reactions to an obstacle. And I'm like, bro, you literally just went through this three months ago. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. You know what I mean? It's just the colors were different. So they're thinking it's a whole different problem. So that's a couple of reasons why I like the journal. It's very good to help you understand your self growth. And it's also good to remind you to keep moving, keep doing something. It gives you something to write about. And it's easier than you think. It seems hard. You can start out with a couple sentences, bro. It won't be but a week. Next thing you know, you whole page in it. You're like, oh, yeah. And then, and then, then she said, and I told her, I'd leave my socks in the living room if I feel. It. <laughs> And then the roundhouse kick, I would never say that again.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm just wondering, you know, know, years from now when people find my journal, like, man, I can't believe you wrote that kind of stuff. So I'm like, I don't know. You know, so, but, you know, what happens in your journal stays in your journal until you're dead.
1: Yeah, I don't (laughs) write it for the point of assuming anybody else will ever see it. One of the great things about digital journal, they ain't getting in because it's passworded. And the password's not written down anywhere. But, if you if you're a person that has um, maybe you should write memoir oriented journals that you hope they're going to find out. You won't be around to hear the backlash, but it's a good insight into what you were thinking. And from those journals of people that are no longer with us, we have made some of our greatest discoveries or, you know, adjustments, things like that. So, hey, some of y'all go to a building every day to read a 2000 year old journal written by a bunch of disciples of this dude. Just say. That's
0: true. That's true. All right. Next up. So through your questions, it's really good to try to encourage storytelling. So I mean definitely, you know, like you were just, you know, telling us about your know, your journaling and that type of thing. And I've been trying. I, I have the day one journal as well. i I like the fact that I can send a text message to it and, and start an entry sometimes. Um, though after 10 days, it gets tired of me and it stops sending me texts. So I'm like, oh, I got to get back to it. Um, yeah. But I mean, so how do you kind of craft your questions to, to get people to, to really storytell when you know when, when you are asking questions?
1: This is really good question. I like this question. Okay. So one of the things that I find easiest is to ask them for a recall story first right? That gets them in the process of being able to do this, right? So let's say you've been in IT for a very long time. Roy, what is the one thing in IT that you were a little iffy about in the beginning or didn't think it would make it or just thought it might be problematic, but is it is basically everyday fare now? And like, how do you look at that past time and just see where you thought about it to where it is now?
0: Yeah, that's a tough question. I am like thinking of all the stuff I've been through. Uh, (laughs) um, You know, my favorite software product is a product called Zerto. I've used that to migrate so many data centers from one location to another. And that is one of the most bulletproof products I've ever used. And so when I first was told about it, I said, yeah, I'm not sure that's going to work. How does that work? And then it just amazed the heck out of me. It's a stupidly expensive product, but it works so well, you don't care that you paid too much for it so there you go that's yeah that's good and see it's funny because when you think about it you're
1: causing a person to do a recall and then yeah. once you crack that first recall then your follow-up question can be okay can you tell me of a particular time where it basically saved your bacon yeah you know, like oh yeah back in 1932 <laughs> you know what i mean so this is how
0: yeah yeah that's true good stuff um the other part is ask for practical advice So I mean you got a guest they're obviously an expert on something and you can help your community because you can ask them questions about the things that they do give us practical advice um you know later on I'll ask you some stuff about you know exactly I mean like how do you keep motivated and focused with your content creation And you kind of mentioned that a little bit earlier, but how how do you stay focused so that you can keep creating content?
1: Oh, man, here. Here's a practical advice for you. I do not create content for myself. I create content for y'all. So when I feel like, oh, I would tell you point blank. This is so crazy. Last night, I'm sitting in my office. I was working a little bit late. I got done around about 10. And then I was like, I don't really have anything for tomorrow. I don't want to do another q and I want to do something good. I had nothing. I was just about to make the Q&A thing. And I said, you know what? Rather than post up for a q and I'm going to just let this sit. I can always post up. It's going to be a Q&A during the flow. While I'm recording the flow with Louise. I can schedule it live in between questions. So I'm going to just let it marinate. I go away and then woke up this morning, Apple said, Hey man, final cut for the iPad. And I was like, cheers yo. <laughs> Sometimes if you let it marinate, right, that flavor is better. So I was about to mail one in, which is still good, but I do it for you guys, right? So mm-hmm. part of my thinking is what would Lala feel if I don't give that extra piece of information? what would James feel if I don't give this information? So I'm not creating for me. I'm creating for y'all. And as long as you do that, it's no different than wanting to show up for your family. Showing up for your friends is no different than wanting to show up for your family. They are the family that you chose. Sometimes they're better than the one that you got given. So I don't want to leave Miguel and James, Corey. I don't want to leave y'all hanging. So I'm going to go make that content. So I'm, I'm, I'm Tinkerbell juiced by y'all straight up. And I have a purpose. That's the other thing, too. I short-sighted that one, but the purpose is very important as well.
0: Well, that definitely goes back to what's your why for content creation. If you're creating it for yourself, you're going to run out of content quick. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you know, but then if you're creating it for a community or for an audience, then, you know, that's that's exciting stuff. Because those messages in the comments when somebody says, like, today I got a comment, hey, that was exactly what I needed. That was a big help. I live for that that is what that is what I live for I do these videos you know I do content I'm trying to help other people out when I get content like you know comments like that that's what I live for that's just amazing stuff to me and I'm like man I am so glad that helped you is there anything else you need help with what what other stuff would you like to see so that's that's my favorite part of this whole process all right you got to be flexible and adaptable So thing, things go off the rail. So have you ever had a guest that was combative and how did you deal with that? (laughs) I'm the combative one,
1: (laughs) so I never have to worry about them. I can combat right back. (laughs) No, actually, no, I haven't actually. Um, I think part of the reason why, well, can I take that back? I haven't, as far as tech goes, when I was in radio, all the time, right? Because the label told them to come and do this interview for the concert. They didn't want to be there. We're in Hawaii. They wanted to be at the beach or at the hotel or, you know, doing something crazy. So in in that particular situation, I have had that happen. But again, nine times out of 10, if you've done your research, you know how to pull something up that's going to get them back into a happy place, right? And if they're combative, as long as you're on the side of your audience and you are defending your audience or, you know, whatever then I think you'll be fine. You never really have to worry about it. Um, Most of us aren't in the situation to deal with combative people very often. But again, as long as you bring in value to your audience and you protect your audience, don't worry about that person's feeling. Protect your audience at all costs.
0: Who are some people that you know, you just think are just fantastic? You mentioned earlier about the Bruce Lee interview that you shared. What, you know, what are some people that are just fantastic interviewing that you recommend folks just kind of hunt down and, and go see examples that they've done to really master their interviewing skills?
1: One of my favorite interviewers is uh, Stephen Colbert. Um, he's just funny. He's really good at it. He brings a level of, you know, how Alec is just a happy guy. You just, everybody could be friends with Alec, right? Steve gives that kind of personality off. So I think, you know, he makes a good, a good interview person because everybody for the most part is, you know, on a good relationship with him. Um, I think over the years, Jimmy Kimmel has gotten better, better. Fallon, not so much, believe it or not. <laughs> Fallon is it's kind of a dweeb but he's our dweeb and we like him so we'll watch him yeah fallon just goes on like left right sideways too much (laughs) he's a little weird um of course oprah was always one of the best you know um and and to get away from those standard folks i like listen to like people on npr um kara swisher is good i'm glass is good Michael Abenrod is good, you know, so, so listen to your NPR guys. Some of your NYT guys, you'll find some good folks out there.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely. An interviewer blows my mind is the guy on hot wings. Oh yes. Sean, that's one I was trying to think of. Yeah. Sean is good. He is good. That the research him and his brother do for the shows just blows my mind. They're like, where did you get that from? I'm like, I love seeing the guests just get just knocked off their socks like where'd you find that you know um so they must have like an incredible staff to do the research like that so it's just amazing stuff so i've i've you know really big fan of that show now and watch his interview style and just amazed by that stuff now
1: you know what's so funny though i started saving them and you're gonna laugh at this i started saving those interviews until i go get a 20 piece from either wingstop <laughs> Or from the Korean chicken wing spot down the street from me, which is called KFC. It's Korean fried chicken. Yo, I feel like I, I, I get a different experience when I'm in like uh the, you know, honey, uh, the butter pepper, jean, the garlic butter, pepper, John one yeah. or the habanero wings. I feel like I'm in there with them when I'm having the wings. So I'll order wings when I watch the episodes now, which is really crazy. I,
0: I've definitely been eating a lot more hot wings the last few six, last six months since I started watching the show, I actually went and got some of their, the frozen chicken that comes with the, they'll have like the bomb and a couple other bottles and like, oh, okay, the chicken's not amazing, but the sauce is good. Uh You know, so yeah, that's at least I don't think it is. Um we'll And that's what's good about
1: traveling is trying local yeah. hot sauces. Whenever I travel, I go, so, let me see what is the hot sauce of your region? I want to Sam's it real quick.
0: Ah, oh, see, so have you ever heard of Dave's Insanity Sauce? Yes. Okay. So we used to have a we used to have a chili party every every once in a while at work, and so, um, but one of the you know sometimes the chili wouldn't be very spicy, so we had all these hot sauces, and one of my coworkers had gotten Dave's Insanity Sauce, and uh, one of the other team members. Grab that ball, and he's like, hey, you want to be careful. Dad is super hot. He's like, I can handle it. And he literally just loads it up, and then he begins eating it. And you can tell that he is just continuing to eat it because his pride is on the line. And he has no choice but to eat it because he made such a big, oh, I can handle hot stuff. So (laughs) I'm I'm dying laughing on the inside. I'm like, oh, man. See, okay, I
1: want everybody to take note of what just happened. Number one, Roy tells the story. Number two, Jason comes in the chat and goes, The Dave's insanity story, because Jason must have heard this one before. But now, the combination of Roy telling the story and Jason commenting on the story, now I'm all ears because (laughs) every one of us has a friend or a coworker, or just for me, I was working at a restaurant and Mm -hmm. we had a customer that was just talking crap about how hot they could take it. And okay. They kind of peed off the kitchen and the kitchen set them up and that dude was trying his hardest to hold it in and look like, well, you could tell the minute you see sweat bubbles topping on the top of the head, you know, it's hot, I don't care what they say. Like watch the Idris Elba episode where he's like, man. I'm Nigerian I can handle the hot he got to like sauce number seven and he was like good lord good <laughs> lord and then Kristen Bell is a tiny little sweet old thing and yeah. she demolished them wings right she demolished the whole thing and be like we done you know <laughs> so don't listen to macho dudes talking spicy no pun intended
0: <laughs> yeah oh yeah definitely hilarious oh yeah we have this yeah and then Dave Grohl he was just like oh yeah I do this sauce every morning he was talking about the bomb. He did it like every morning or something. I was like, oh man. So yeah, that's a great show. Definitely learn about interviewing. <laughs> Wit. Wit wants to know, do we pre-coordinate with Doc on his color scheme and borders? Or um, me. I, I know, I know that, that Doc, uh, used a lot of purple in his, in his show. I also know that having spent so much time in Japan, uh, that patterns and influences so I decided for backgrounds I would do things that had a Japanese influence so yeah I, I overthink things like that uh, so cool thanks for noticing that that's just see something I and those
1: are, those are chrysanthemums <laughs> on your you know desktop it's a botan in Japanese botan there you go botan
0: you know. yeah uh, Steve says great content fellas hey I was gonna look to see if I had any questions out there but definitely Let's call it Coronation Indeed, yeah. <laughs> yep, definitely, 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 definitely. All right, oh, uh, so learn a live stream with John Lacey. He says, we we'll record videos as a family, as an oral family history. So that is definitely a, a really good thing to do. Definitely, if you, yeah, you know, especially, you know, if your parents are much older and you still have an opportunity to ask them, tell me about your childhood. And that time I'm thinking record it. You will love that. I guess this is referring back when we we're talking about journaling and, yeah. and, and journaling specifically for our kids. So.
1: Well, that And also to not wait until you did find out what those stories is, <laughs> you know, John was really, I really appreciate John bringing that back up again because it's been a minute. Um, but I did a documentary for some of the early um, people that came to Hawaii, like, because Hawaii was, you know, into very much sugar cane and pineapples back in the day. So for the dole cannery side of the business, I was in Lanai, which is a smaller island. It's a mostly a farm island. And I interviewed all the oxygenarians about when they came, Mm. man. It was such a dope project. I'm in there with my camera sitting down. I got my everybody mic'd up. We're asking them questions. They're telling us all these stories. And I swear, like every other story, we like, all right, uh, if you could just say that last part again. <laughs> like, yo those three man crew, bro. We all just burly dudes like tearing up as the OGs was telling stories. Or just like smiling and tripping, like they remember the exact date they came and yeah, it was it was an amazing project. So thank yeah. you for mentioning that, Mr. Lacey. Yep.
0: Yeah. Uh let's see, hang on. Uh just discovered I run as free software I ruin is free software to use on your phone as a webcam. Very cool. Oh, that's good to know. uh Let's see. When a guest tries to take out an interview, meaning t- talking too much or don't know when to pause and breathe, how do you take control back?
1: Oh, super easy. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Hey, we need to put a pin in that for a second because we have some other points we have to get to. And I swear, if there's enough time, we'll come back to this. But Sorry? I love where this is going. We might just have to make this a part two. And they always say, <laughs> yeah. You okay. know what I
0: mean? So. Just super simple. You're welcome just, to the show
1: anytime, doc. <laughs> yeah. Just cut them off. Be like, peace out. <laughs> uh, Siri, yeah. stop talking. Roy's not asking you. Questions.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I have a, I have a, uh, a Google mini and I have a, an Alexa device on my desk. So they jump the conversations all the time. So it's pretty funny. Um, yeah, yeah, that, that's definitely good stuff there. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, Let's see. the asked them to put a pen. Yep, I like that. That's a good approach. Let's see. How do you stop yourself? Hang on. Let me change scenes there, where I don't stomp on stomp on us. How do you stop yourself from taking the limelight from your guest by being lengthy with your own story? To the same question you throw at your guest, and this is Tanner me reminding it. me not to do that. So.
1: No, no, I think it's sharing right a, a lot. Of, okay, okay, you are building a relationship with your guests, and you're hoping that your audience can build a relationship with your guests. So it is important for you sometimes to build that relationship with your guests. Um, The other thing that turns out, if you notice certain uh, talk show hosts, they have the same guest on at least two, three times a year, because they just hit it off really, really well, right. And Part of that is because they built that relationship with the guest. So I don't think it's a thing. As a matter of fact, I think what happens is sometimes the host doesn't say enough and they're a guest. It's your show. You are entertaining your audience. You're bringing the guest to add value, but it's actually your show. So don't be afraid of that. Find a way to keep it balanced, or just make sure the audience is getting what they want. As long as they're getting what they want. It's all good in the hood.
0: Yeah, cool. So who are don't don't tell me your yeah, you, know, you can't tell me your top favorite, but who are some of your favorite people that you've ever interviewed? That is a tough one. <laughs> good Lord. Yeah, I didn't Who's want to ask my... you your favorite because I didn't want to single anybody out. But definitely you know some you know, or or maybe it's an interview that really Wow, maybe that wasn't the best guess, but man, that interview was amazing. You know, you really were surprised by where it went. You know, what's an you example know, of that? One
1: of my really fun interviews was with Nikki, <laughs> just because, you know, she's just an amazing individual in general. So I have fun interviewing Nikki. Uh back in my radio days, I would say at the time it was probably lisa lisa you know from lisa lisa and the cult jam oh yeah
0: yeah
1: (laughs) um but i don't know if it's because it was good interview or not i was like 20 you know i was just like and she was talking and i was like "Uh uh-huh yes (laughs) yes (laughs) Like, she was beautiful. I that was, that was brand new into radio. Um, yeah. But, no, that was a very uh, interesting interview just because. And then I was on the show floor at CES, what is called Comdax back in the day. Yeah. Sorry, James Hicks. We're telling on ourselves. <laughs> um, but this was like circa 94, 95. And I had a chance to uh, interview John Warnock. Um, it, Adobe the main yeah. the main guy and then we got interview bombed by some dude named Kai and it was so <laughs> I was so into my interview and whatever just laughing at whatever this other guy was saying when the whole conversation was over um, John was like well tell me a little bit about how you use Photoshop right now I was like oh man I really love it and I just downloaded this plugin uh, KPT and he's like "Do you know what the KPT stands for I go mm-hmm. Kai, Kai's power tools that was Kai <laughs> oh, was, oh dumb <laughs> i didn't know it was Mind Kai of yeah like, you know it's not like the internet where you had pictures of everybody and you knew who was who right i was just like right, he was right and i didn't okay oh, come, come back come back <laughs> you know it was just super funny and but yeah i think interviewing john and i actually interviewed for a job there i got accepted for the job there and I didn't take it. So it's kind of a good thing I didn't. I probably would have still been there somewhere slinging premiere instead of Final Cut. <laughs> but yeah, yeah,
0: that was kind of. So, um, so who, I mean, in that same vein, um, who were some of your influencers or, or people you consider mentors?
1: This is going to be a very strange answer. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I mean this in the craziest way. I had the distinction of having too many of my mentors turn out to be D bags. So when I was getting into video, like hardcore, like I knew I was going to do this for real for real. I was following a particular creator who I thought was one of the best filmmakers at the time. And he turned out to be not a very nice person. Then I used to follow this other filmmaker and he turned out to be a nice person. And then one of my favorite interview people backed out today, named after a flower, first name Charlie, also <laughs> turned out to be not so you know what? I don't have mentors no more. I am my own mentor. Um i will try to learn everything i can from everyone i learn stuff from lala i learned stuff from sammy even the young jedi will say something every once in a while it's like you know what sammy that's right so i find it's better to search for the mentor within i think there's a book about it i don't even remember but i think searching for the mentor within is probably one of the better things you can do because what happens is we put a lot of faith and energy into looking up to somebody else and we don't spend enough time looking inward. And I believe that your true hero is hiding inside of you and doesn't need anybody to help you drag it out. You got to drag it out your damn self. Like you don't want no, you don't want, but so many people in this planet washing your drawers. I mean, you wash your drawers, you might let Donna wash your drawers, <laughs> but you don't want nobody to wash your drawers.
0: Right? That's it's true, the same yes.
1: thing. Right. So I, I, I've learned to stop looking outward and I try to look inward and it's only because, you know, Mr. Spacey and Weinstein and Rose just ruined my uh, relationship with people.
0: Mm, I hate that. So, um, you know, and I can understand where you're coming from you, cause you have been so many things. You've been a, a soldier, uh, you know, you worked in your dad's camera and lighting shop, you know, you've been an apple guy, you've been a hip hop artist. I, I, I was gonna ask you about that because yeah, you know, I remember hearing you say on a couple of occasions, you opened for your group, open for run DMZ, um, and run DMC, sorry. And sorry, we had DMZ problems at, wait, I know what you meant, the day job the comes net- in and takes over running I know the network run DMZ, over here. So anyway, <laughs> um, you know, you've been in a professional MC, you've been a disc jockey, uh, you know, DJ, they don't they say disc jockey anymore, but anyway, you know, you're a content creator, a motivator, an intimidator, <laughs> and, a t- and, a, and a tutor. You know, we were kind of talking that, you know, you drop truth bombs, and, and your whole point is that, you know, I'm, I'm trying to save you from, you know, the skint knees or from getting hit by a bus, you know, so I can kind of understand that point. You know, how did, how did all this culminate and and you get to to where you are right now, and and then if you had to go through all of that again to get to here, would you go through that again? I would do every single one of
1: those steps except for two things. When I was first told back in nineteen ninety four that I should take my forty bucks a month and with every forty bucks a month while the Apple stock is four dollars, I should buy another 10 stocks and when it was four dollars i didn't uh and then when i left the company and they said okay if you're going to take journalism you got to sell all your apple stock i i did and it was like 120 bucks and i shouldn't have because it turns out nobody does even though you're supposed to because of ethics reasons Uh, i wasn't really talking about apple per se i was talking about things in the apple ecosystem so i got rid of all my apple stock and i would be Rich, I wouldn't be talking to you right now, I'll give you that. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> so I can handle uh, that. I can handle that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's important that, yeah, like for for me, I watched a large portion of my family members and my friends' parents that always had these grandiose ideas and dreams, but they never acted upon any of it. And then I also watched them when they got older and they were like, oh man, I wish I had a gone here. I wish I had a gone here. So when I went to Japan, for instance, right, I ended up going in early 2000. But when I first got orders to go, it was like 88. And I didn't want to go. I'm like, whatever, man. I don't want to go. I to stay here at Tripler. So I ended up, you know, working in the hospital here. I turned down my orders to go. Um, I was enough of a soldier that I could get away with going into my captain and be like, I don't want to go here. Can I stay here? And he's like, yeah, let me rearrange it and we'll send somebody else. That was easy for me, right? What was dumb, had I known what I know now, I would have never turned down orders back in 88. Man, I would be at the very beginning of the Japan tech boom. I would have been here from the very, very beginning. I probably would have ended up working for some amazing tech company and things like that. So yes, uh, I don't have any regrets per se, but I've always taken the go into it, hard charge full on and you know be fearless because um, nothing's like the people that are scurred and they missed out on some of the best parts of life. So I just refuse to do that. You know what no, army didn't teach me to do anything it taught me to be fearless and i'm gonna stick with that because it's worked out for me i i just i just don't even i get irritated at fearful people you guys know i say i say some pretty harsh things to people that are fearful especially when they're like oh i'm scared of the camera <laughs> it's made out of plastic it is freaking me- mine's made out of metal it's a sony but i mean it's primarily plastic metal and glass that thing can't beat your ass <laughs> say some stupid stuff to Donna tonight, that's a problem. You got no reason to be scared of a, of a camera. Like, I don't understand that, right? Or yeah. like, oh, the best one, and I, I Keith, Keith Pelzer teases me all the time for this one. I would tell the people in his group, because let me get this right. All of y'all are pastors, right? Yes, 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 yes. And all of y'all stand there to the word of God and tell everybody to have all of this faith and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. But you don't have faith in your ability to do a live stream. I don't know, man, it sounds a little disingenuous <laughs> to me. I'm gonna let you marinate on that. Go with God.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, no, that's, that's a valid point. You know, Pray about it before you do it. Then you're supposed to have that strength, you know?
1: Right. Um, Dude, this guy came in the other day real quick. This guy came in the other day. He said, how do I get a filter for Ecamm to make myself look cute? And you know, blah, blah, blah. He had was legit question. And I was like, first of all we don't have these things your sony cameras every camera canon all of them i know of they have a thing called skin softening filters built into the camera ecamm doesn't have to do that right you can also do what i do and use a piece of glass which i have in the front i have a one-eighth black pro mist i tell everybody get a one-eighth black Mist. but i just looked at your profile you're a pastor i think you should go with the skin you in right because i don't know last i checked vanity was on on the list i'm just saying like really you out here worried about how you look you're supposed to be the preacher and don't make no sense i'm sorry the heathen in me does not understand your hypocrisy next point
0: <laughs> all right that's that's fair that's fair um so so tell me about your hip-hop career because i i was trying to find some stuff about it and there's and, and then the other thing there was, I was no looking... cameras back then, roy and there you go <laughs> Uh, it was funny because I'm looking for you and I found this Doc Rock guy that's a doctor that's in a band, and I'm like, Doc, you need to. He's. I'm like, you should have trademarked your name. You know, this guy's like, you know, I, it was
1: dumb. I think. about there's another guy who's a geologist, which he might deserve it. <laughs> i I got it because i was a paramedic in the army so we we're all called doc and then yeah. this one of my nurses she swore i was in a rock and roll band when i was in a hip-hop band and so she used to call me dr rock and roll and that name just stuck because the type of soldiers who are very much your rank goes here this needs to be this many inches apart whatever you call yeah. the rock soldier right so that's it's stuck with my whole crew because i was that dude <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was yeah. the stick, stickler for regulations and also, you know, the the paramedics. So Doc Rock stuck. And yeah, that was just it. Plus, I was the one that always wanted to do the stuff that medics aren't supposed to do. Medics aren't supposed to get, you know, like uh, um, air assault certified or do like halo jumps or I wanted to do all of the stuff we weren't supposed to do. We're supposed to stand in the back and just hold the 45 and look cute. I didn't want to do that. So that's how that stuck. Uh, man, it literally started just from uh, honestly boot camp like rhyming in in boot camp and beating oh, yeah. on the tables and having fun and then when i got out i got my computer i started trying to make music and um from that you know somewhere about the the run dmc age like i like this is gonna be fun it's gonna be a real deal thing so me and my friends would just sit around in the barracks and write rhymes And right when i got out i had access and time to go to the studio started producing that first demo put a whole band together and then man we opened for every major hip-hop act all the way up until about 96. wow i don't think i missed one we've been through all of them casey and jojo like even even uh weird ones like camp low like lucini run dmc uh What's the dude, James Todd, LL Cool J. Yeah. Um, Lisa Lisa, Cover Girl, Sweet Sensation, Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Uh, The list is long, including Candyman.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What, What was your very first YouTube video about? I know you were on before YouTube really figured themselves out and really was a thing. What was your first video about?
1: My first YouTube video was about digital eight cameras and using the firewire cable to connect it to get the video into imovie and then of course like a dummy i deleted that but <laughs> yeah that was it it was about using the IEEE 1394 firewire cable <laughs> because yeah all right See, so told you i was a nerd <laughs> that was
0: the six pin uh yes four-pin. yes
1: that was a the six yeah. that was a the six pin the four pin was the smaller one that's
0: right yeah, yeah. yeah. so say i had an old uh I can't remember what the Mac it was like. See, because my first Mac exposure was I'm over here programming in college doing Turbo Pascal. So I'm booting off the IBM DOS disk, and then I got to load the Turbo Pascal disk, and I got to write my code. And then right across from it was this monochrome device, a Mac with a squared-off mouse and I, I go over there and i'm like playing around and that's like was the most amazing thing to me i'm like <laughs> why are we doing this well we could be doing this and about you know? the same experience
1: <laughs> right just moving the little thing around and clicking stuff and i was like
0: whoa oh man it had a program i was doing all kind of art and they had a printer but the printer was just black and white so it wasn't very pretty but you know it's okay it was grayscale anyway but so. But the, op- the
1: opposite was C colon backslash slash dir. Actually, take it back. A colon backslash slash dir. Uh, CP star dot star to B colon backslash. Yeah. And then kick kink, 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 kink. Like, wouldn't that yeah. never again? But know, I mean, I did like... the
0: two C's and the two E's in high school, the trash 80s, the Tandy 1000s. I had a Commodore Vic 20, the Commodore 64. Oh what was your first computer?
1: Uh, my first computer was a Trash 80 or a yeah. Coco actually it was a Coco and then it was a TI-4 and then I went to you know Trash 80 but I went through the whole Commodore lineup I mean built yeah. Amiga for video toasters ba- back in the day like I went through the Amiga uh 500 the Amiga 300 the 1000 the 3000 like all of them like I was all about that life Dang, dude, I missed my Commodore. Commodore was so far ahead of the game right now, like Apple technically shouldn't exist, but Commodore was hard headed and they yeah. didn't read the tea leaves.
0: <laughs> yep. Uh, I got a question here from Anna. Any tips about interviewing while you're also managing all the tech? I'm,
1: I'm I mean, mean answer, but I'm a tech person. I can manage tech all day. <laughs> no, nah, it's practice. It's le- legit. I mean, I'm stop joking. It is legit practice. Um, first of all, don't worry so much about the tech. If that is going to take you away from your show, do the show where it's just uh, yourself and the guests on the screen with the background and don't touch nothing. They don't got to manage nothing. Now you get to run a show, right? Um, after you get good at that, Then you can add an extra thing, like bringing up cool questions from nice people like yourself. right? And then after you get good at that, you can manage flipping between a single screen like this or a one shot, going back to a two shot, things like that. So it's just practice. You build up. It's just like like swimming or marathoning. Most people don't just get up one day and run all 26 of them miles. You start with a 5K and then you go to a 10K and then you do the whole thing.
0: D- Dagan's got our book, The Mentor Within by Rosemary Shapiro. Hang on. Come back. Shapiro Lou just looked it up. There you go.
1: See? You go. I said, I, th- I thought it might have been a book. <laughs> I-, I read a lot. <laughs> I don't yeah. can't keep
0: up. Th- I read a lot. Uh, Mommy God says, thanks, Doc. I'm so glad I took your interview class. Learned so much. Always constant work in progress. Never perfect, but keeps m- moving and improving. So, yeah. Dude, awesome. hands down, one of the best people in the planet is that lady right there. She is. She is fantastic. She is so awesome at encouraging people. Uh, let's see. I think that's one key ingredient. How effective you are in hosting interviews. You're, you've been doing and exposing, exposed to so many things since. So yeah.
1: Yes. I think it's very important. If you, you will not become a good interviewer, if you are not naturally outgoing. And the reason for that is one of the best things you can do as an interviewer is be well-rounded yourself. And that's another reason why I like to watch documentaries about stuff I ain't interested in (laughs) I like to watch video, man. This is crazy. I started watching, I think I told you guys this in um, interview class. I started watching these two brothers. They're out of, be creek kentucky somewhere and they make shoes i i don't mean like what you think i mean like like um geppetto wait geppetto was he a cobbler no anyway they they make shoe shoes like from all the way to put the thing down put the cork in the bottom like heat the cork up stretch the leather like you got to struggle and pull and like put the all the pins in the mouth and hammer the nails in like they make shoes make shoes and I was like, this is some of the most incredible thing I have ever seen. And I, I will sit there and watch that forever. And at first, Karen says, you keep watching these videos about these guys making shoes. And then one day we was on the couch and we watched like eight of them episodes. And they're like 30, 40 minutes apiece. And she was right there with me, popcorn, everything, like interested. So you'd be surprised at what will catch your eye. So if you don't go out on those journeys of learning, then one, you'll miss out, you're going to have somebody on your program, who happens to be a shoe aficionado, they'll put in their bio, Oh, I really, really love shoes. And you're going to be able to say, Oh, man, I just learned about Goodyear welding and the cork inserts and the difference between a, a bone structure or a plastic structure or glued on soles," and, and they'll be like, Oh, really? Oh, yeah, I just got these done, blah, blah, blah. So you created a connection, you built a relationship. So way
0: yeah let's see Uh, mommy guy says my interview with doc can be a tutorial for many things to do an interview not to do an interview i embrace the failures as part of learning i love your podcast so she's uh, talking to anna about her podcast she's doing so that is not true you know la la you just gotta let that stuff roll off your back and keep going because you do awesome so um marinate on that marinate on that the quote of the day <laughs> oh ken has a,
1: a really good statement yes i do this too ken i'll put the guest on if you run into a tech problem do what roy just did put me on full screen what roy really did at that time was took a sip of his tennessee sipping whiskey <laughs> but normally you just put the guest on and then you try to sort out the tech while you're in the background and it can be I just have my allergies attack me dead in the middle of a thing. I'm going to put Roy full screen and then I'll be out like there blowing my nose and like trying to straighten it all out. So yes, that is true, kid. Good answer.
0: Yeah. And I was on, I was on a show and they had some questions for me and then they went off on a tangent and they just left me on the screen with them. And I'm like, put, put me away somewhere. Just, just put yourself full screen. Cause you're just talking. So they talk for like 10 minutes. I'm like, well i mean do i make faces what do i do please take me off the screen i can't even scratch my nose or my ear or anything you know i'm just like 10 minutes solid you know so i mean you got yeah. like, it's every it's once like, in a while these guys will
1: cause a weird ear itch and you're like oh i want to get it out but i gotta get to a scene where i can flick it out and real quick and put it back like <laughs> that's so funny roy you said that <laughs> oh my god that kills me
0: so all right, so back in two, September of 2009, you mentioned how you found clarity. You were talking about you know a clean desktop space and, and, and taking a shower to clean the day off and the concept of zero inbox and wine on the beach and, and going out and taking pictures. How, how do you find your clarity all these years later? Exactly the same. Ain't nothing changed.
1: It's written on. Not even trying yeah. to be weird about that. It's um, certain things have gotten better, but yeah. it's funny if I. I mean, you see me when I do the live demo. There's not an icon on my desktop. I can't stand it. Like I don't know how y'all be doing it. Some of y'all that be have all them icons cross everything. Yo, Dude. your man's can't get down like that. I I just start losing it. But this is. I know this is crazy. It comes from back in the day. Uh as you only had so much memory, right? See, now we're like out here flexing with a 96 gig Mac Studio, but it used to be you had like a one gig machine and all of those pictures drawing 60 times a second on your desktop is actually occupying some of your memory. So I was like, always gonna put that away, but like, yeah, I just don't like it. So I keep that stuff out. I use a launcher to this day. Um, I do like to put on uh music and just you know let that in the dome for a little minute and something that i i bet majority of you in our community don't know about me except for eden eden knows i will bomb me a classical tune every once in a while just to like reset the nugget i'll get in and get a good classical tune or listen to some acoustic alchemy or some sort of jazz like that you know what i mean so
0: so like the music you listen to, does, does music with, with people singing mess with your focus? Nah, not at all.
1: I don't know when people say that. <laughs> don't mess with me. But you know me good and dang well that i will kick a verse in the middle of anything so i guess i should say yes i should take that answer back and say yes because in the middle of my stream you'll say something and then i'll just start busting out words that are yeah okay so i take it back i lied yes it
0: does 100 <laughs> percent well as you say it's musical tourettes so. i have
1: musical tourettes like nobody this. <laughs> like oh my god it's horrible <laughs> Well, this is super funny you know what carol will do she'll yeah. every once in a while just like do a little half of a hum and i'm not even paying her any attention but i'll finish it so you know how back in the day you go to somebody and go ma-na, ma-na, and somebody would go <laughs> ma-na, automatically right she'll do stuff like that to me and then five minutes later i'm whistling that song right hey now you're an all-star she's like got him I'm like, what do you mean got him it's like, I didn't even know she dropped the subliminal in my head, like in the kitchen somewhere. And then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get that song out of my head. Then I'm walking out the door, put your
0: game on, go play. Okay, Jesus, make it stop, make it stop. Uh, I, so she I does have, that to me. I have a similar time. issue. I'll have a song in my head, my wife's like, where the heck did you get that from? i don't know it's stuck i gotta go make amazon play it so i can get it out of my head or apple or whatever that's
1: exactly what i do i gotta play it to get it out of my head yeah
0: it's gotta (laughs) go and i gotta play something else and and reset my brain so that's yeah definitely so doc thank you so much for being on the show i really do you're just one of my my favorite content creators and i just uh, appreciate all the wisdom that you drop on all the different platforms you're on um i hear you're going to be in in uh, boston in october uh, yes i am Great planning camp. on being there so yeah creator camp So those of you that are ecam fans uh creator camp is in october and i'm really excited about all the folks i'm gonna get to meet when i go to crater camp in october um so that's gonna be a lot of fun to meet you in person finally um and just thank any any last thoughts or wisdom you want to drop on all of us before we go
1: man the main thing is you just don't stop creating like don't get so caught up in all the things right that's slowing down your creating if it's getting too much for you and you're starting to freak out take all this stuff put it back in the box to which it came start with your iphone Roll that way for a week and then start adding the pieces back as you feel necessary like for real if it really gets to the point where you can't handle it just hide it from yourself and just use your iphone until you get yourself back in the fray and then start adding your pieces and, you know, get your groove back. Like even Stella had to get a groove back.
0: Yeah, that is true, that is true. Yeah, definitely don't let the gear intimidate you. In- you, you know what it reminds yeah.
1: me of? You are reminds me of? Like you could pick one of your favorite songs, whatever it is, and yes. then you go hear the unplugged version or the oh, acapella yeah. version and you just like, oh my God, it just hits different. Yeah. Do that do whatever you do unplugged and watch how it hits different
0: definitely um, I, that's fantastic I like that yeah cause I love to hear the acoustic version of like songs I'll do like play like you know coffee house music and they're playing acoustic versions of different songs that's amazing stuff um, I have all of Doc's links in the description but here they are as well you gotta if you don't know Doc Rock what's wrong with you? Um <laughs> go go hit those links and then definitely if you are you are a mac user and you're not using ecamp i got one of those affiliate links down in the bottom of the description there go click on that and get get you a few days of free service and if you love it like i do you'll sign up because it's just the best streaming software for mac there absolutely is Um, and i'll teach you how to use it yeah and then doc will show give you tutorials on fridays to show you how to use it so Definitely. So definitely follow Doc out there. Uh Doc, thank you so much for being on the show. Everybody have a great night. Uh and yeah, tomorrow's Wednesday they're telling me. So
1: Oh, yes it is. Yeah. You know you know what they say, he gotta do it. The boy can't help it. <laughs> That's
0: true. Doc, thank you so much. Thanks everybody. I didn't get a chance to say hi to everybody Florence. I saw you out there. Definitely wanna say hi to Jason for popping in. I, he would show up on the night, I'm telling that story about the hot sauce. So um, you know just that, was, that mommy that guy just everybody else out there that's out there if I didn't say hi I'd definitely hit that like button but even hit that subscribe button if you will and that's it that's our show we're out of here here's that outro thing where I tell you to go watch the next video that YouTube tells you to go watch so click on that and go watch that okay and that's it have a great night bye